It's time now for 15 Minutes of Faith, practical application of God's timeless truth for today, a ministry of Harvest Baptist Church in Bay City, Michigan, where we glorify God, live His purpose, and love people well. So let's get growing with 15 Minutes of Faith. listening to 15 Minutes of Faith, and I'm your host, Pastor Jeremy Byler of Harvest Baptist Church in Bay City, Michigan, and today we're going to begin a journey through the book of John, and we're going to take a look and see where the Lord leads in regards to walking us through that wonderful gospel, the gospel of John the Apostle. John the Beloved, as he's also known, one of the followers of Jesus, uh, one who many believe was the closest to Jesus, the one who sat at Jesus' breast, which we'll read as we get to that point in the book of John. And he was one that was actually, in the end, was responsible for taking care of Jesus' mother, Mary, after Jesus died on the cross, was buried, and rose again, and went back up to our Heavenly Father up on high. So John is someone that is very near and dear to Jesus Christ, and the book of John is something that is very near and dear to each and every one of us. The book of John can be best summarized as it summarizes itself in John chapter 20, verse 31, where the book of John says, But these are written, that ye might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing ye might have life through his name. That was the burden of the Apostle John as he was inspired by the Holy Spirit to pen the very words that we're going to go through through the book of John. If you're a new Christian somebody that's come into the saving faith of Jesus Christ. By grace are you saved through faith, not of yourselves, not of works. Uh, It's of God, lest any man should boast. And you're wondering where to begin. Reading the Word of God, this would be a good place to start, is the book of John, simply because of that verse right there. As John really understands, and that was his intent and being divinely inspired to write this book is that you would believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you might have life through his name. If you're just wondering where to read the Bible in general, I know it's at the time of this recording, it's uh, the beginning of a new year, and many people are looking up Bible reading plans or wondering where to read through the Bible, wanting to get through some things, and just uh, maybe taking a resolution to read the book of God and read his word more this year, and this would be a good place to start, is the book of John. And that's what we're going to do. So we're going to start right at the beginning of the book of John uh, in chapter number one. And really, this is just going to kind of be a, uh, for lack of a better term, a walking commentary. But we're going to, as we go through these verses, uh, we're not going to read them as though it's some ancient relic, but there's application to be had in each and every one of our lives. These things are written Uh, for our admonition. These things are written for our spiritual growth. So let's keep that in mind as we go through these verses, starting in the beginning of John chapter number one, verse number one. It says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Very interesting and very intentional that the book of John starts with the words, in the beginning. Where else do we see that? but other than the book of Genesis. The book of Genesis also starts with in the beginning. But this really wasn't written for mere coincidence sake. It was written on purpose for a purpose because there is not one word that comes from the mouth of God that is wasted. And really this is just drawing the connection between the eternality of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. 
There are some people that will tell you that Jesus was just a good man. He was just a good man, a good individual. He was a moral man. He was a, a man that just walked the earth and uh, was uh, conveniently able to uh, perform miracles and just do great things. And boy, he was just an amazing person. Uh, that couldn't be further from the truth. Yes, Jesus is amazing. Yes, Jesus is good. But Jesus is also 100% God and 100% man at the same time. Tying this together, as we see, as John begins uh, the opening narrative here of the book of John, where it says, in the beginning was what? Was the Word. Uh, the Word of God was with God, as it says there, in the beginning. It's not as though uh, some people were living on this earth and and just kind of witnessed a bunch of historical events and said, hey, you know, we should write these things down. No, God's word is eternal. And God has always known his word. His word is eternal. It's perfect. And to God, who is not restricted by time, his word is everlasting. So for the fact that we have the word of God is God breathing it. It is inspired. And God delivering his word unto us for our own good. Uh, it's profitable for reproof, for doctrine, for just every aspect of life. And God delivered the word to us uh, as they were inspired by the Holy Spirit. And it's not as though these were written by individuals with different opinions. No, it's all God-breathed as they were inspired. It'd be no different than if I were to tell somebody to dictate a letter for me. I would tell them what to write, but they would write those things. That's how it was done, and that's how the word of God has come to us. And this is important. As we see, in the beginning was the Word. And we see here in verse number one also, and the Word was with God. So it's again, it's not just something that came by happenstance. And, and if you really think about it, the, uh, the amount of generations and the amount of time and the amount of millennia that the Bible has endured and made it to where we still have it really in abundance today. It's not as though we need to go scavenging to the depths of the earth uh, to find God's Word. No, as a matter of fact, where I'm sitting here today, I've got a Bible before me. I've got another Bible over on my shelf. I've got a Bible in my book bag. I've got multiple Bible apps on my phone. I've got a Bible on my computer. Uh, the Word of God, especially here in the United States of America, is plenteous and abundant. And uh, that's no coincidence that God has preserved His Word to be delivered unto us. That's something that's very near and dear to Him. And we know that God is in control of all things, especially the preservation of his word. So we see the word was with God. It says the word was God. That's important as we move forward in these verses, really establishing the foundation of God and his word. And it says there, to reiterate in verse number two, the same was in the beginning with God. God is not redundant, okay? Anytime we see in God's Word where God repeats himself, it emphasizes the level of importance of what it is that he's saying. And again, there's no redundancies in Scripture. And he doesn't do that because of himself. He does it because of us. Think about that. If you had something really important that you wanted to tell somebody, would you just kind of, uh, in passing, tell them once? No, you would probably repeat yourself a few times. And if you're having a conversation with an individual, you would probably have them repeat it back to you. But God shows us uh, that he is really meaning business here in the book of John chapter 1, just to really establish that foundation that the word of God has come to us from everlasting. And it's come from him. And it is him that he is delivering unto us. And that continues in verse number 3, where he says, All things were made by him, 
and without him was not anything made that was made. It shows us that God is in control of all things. He's in control of all things in the universe. Everything was made by the hand of God. And can you see also the correlation or the connection between John 1 and Genesis 1? Uh, you really want a reiteration of what John is talking about in John chapter 1, read Genesis 1. You can see God in the creation in the very beginning and how that everything was made by him. And that's what we need to realize and what we need to remember. Everything we see in this earth in regards to the creation of God was made by, ordained by, and allowed by the hand of God. And what that does is it helps us rest in his authority. A lot of times in the world in which we live, uh, we could be looking about and looking around and thinking about different things going on, and it almost seems like a couple of things, that the world is in chaos and utterly out of control. Now, we live in a sin-filled, wicked world. That is true. And there are sin-filled, wicked people in this world that are doing sin-filled, wicked things. All of these things are true. But one thing that's also true is that any of these things are not out of the control of God. It's not as though God is sitting up in heaven saying, wow, I didn't expect any of this to occur. I, I really don't know what to do. I'm stumped. Nope, God's in control of all things because he's created all things. And it says that in verse number three, all things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. And we see that, and that's something we can rest in. Another thing we think about in regards to this galaxy and this universe that we live in, you know, we'll look up at the stars in the sky, and, and we'll just see our finiteness when we really see the stars that we cannot even number. Uh, here in Michigan, you can go to particular places further up north where there's less city and more nature. You can see more stars than you can even really imagine uh, that you've never seen before. And sometimes you can even catch just a, just a subtle glimpse of the northern lights uh, way up in northern Michigan. But when you get up there and you just have the silence of, the, of nature and you just really see all the stars in the sky that you cannot even number, you really see the finiteness of our lives. But with that, Sometimes we can get lost and destitute thinking, wow, we're just so insignificant. But that's not true. We are very significant because of God who has created all things. And we see in verse number four of John chapter one, where it says, in him was life and the life was the light of men. God is the giver and sustainer of life. Uh, God is the one who has breathed the breath of life into each and every one of our nostrils. He is the orchestrator and ordainer of all that is living. And that's another thing we need to hold fast onto. Many that reject and deny God try to uh, reason with saying that it's science and things just happen by chance. As a matter of fact, it takes more faith to believe in the happenstance or randomness of science. There is no randomness to it. Everything is created decently and in order by our Heavenly Father. And that's reiterated, one, in verse number three, where it says all things were created by him. And then also in verse number four, where it says in him was life, and the life was the light of men. And now we're getting to talk about our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, the work that he is doing. In verse number five, it says, And the light shineth in the darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. The key word in that verse is the word comprehend. Now, when we would look at that word comprehend, and we would think of, my, at least my mind immediately goes to the word reading comprehension. As we go through the book of John, we're trying to comprehend what the Lord is saying to us. And with that, there is an essence of that word comprehend in John chapter 1, uh, uh, verse number 5, that lends itself to the idea of, if I were to have somebody read that to me, 
And I would say, do you comprehend that? Another way we would say that is, do you get it? Or do you really uh, take hold to what is being said? And that's the idea of that word comprehend in verse number five is, is of, of a taking hold of, but really it goes a little bit further than that and as to overcome. And that's important as we see in verse number five, the light shineth in the darkness and the darkness comprehended it not. The darkness overcame it not. There is not an amount of darkness in the world that can overcome light. If I were to go into the deepest, darkest hole in the earth or even the universe, and if I were to turn on a light, that light would shine uh, because there's no way that the dark can overcome the light. And that's kind of an essence of what we see in God being our light and the battle between darkness and light in the world in which we live is that no matter how dark it becomes, darkness will never overcome light. And remember that, Christian, as you move forward. Darkness will never overcome light. And we need to remember that in this world in which we live. And these are very important foundational truths as we move forward through the book of John and helping us solidify the foundation of the Christian life. And John really does, obviously, a good job because it's God's perfect word as he was divinely inspired to lead us and guide us in realizing that the Bible is our foundation. And the Bible should be your foundation, too. Everything you do as a living, breathing, walking, functioning, sanctified, born-again believer should be filtered through the lens of Scripture. Everything that you uh, do in your life, you should be asking yourself, what does the Bible say about this? And that is a life based on principle, a principle based on the solid foundation of God's word. God's word that is timeless, that has been there with us from the beginning. God's word that was perfectly delivered to us from the God of the universe who created all things and the God of the universe who has given us all the breath of life. And as we understand that, as we trust in the Lord with all our hearts and lean not to our own understanding, and in all our ways we acknowledge him, we realize that no matter how dark it seems to be, no matter how much it seems as though evil is overcoming the world, it will never comprehend, it will never overtake or overthrow the light. That light is our Heavenly Father, and as we continue on in the book of John, we'll see that that light is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So that's where we're going to stop today. We got through John chapter 1, verses 1 through 5. you to take some time, spend some time in the Word. Until next time, until we get together again, I would always encourage you to stay faithful.